joining. And uh, real quick, ultimately and unfortunately, all of us had our had to go through incredibly and in, in, in difficult times and endure so much. And we had to adjust our businesses and the way we work uh, during COVID. It was a major adjustment for so many. But um, but if you were forward looking, like my guest today, you used it as an opportunity that uh, that could improve you not only during then, but also that you could reap re rewards from moving forward and today still the, to this day. With me today, I've got Rob Sparks, and uh, he's going to tell a story about um, about how his firm went through it. And Rob is the chairman, uh, chairman, shareholder, a shareholder and chairman of the technology committee at Strauss Troy, a highly reputable firm here in Cincinnati. Uh, but real quick, um, I'm Jim Gast, and you're listening to No Law Firm Left Behind. And here on No Law Firm Left Behind, our goal is to help law, law firms be more competitive, help their attorneys and their staff be uh, be more productive, and ultimately to get your clients calling. That's the that's our main thing right there, to get those clients calling in any way that we can. So, Rob, how are you doing today? Lovely. How are you? Great, great. I'm really appreciative that you could join us. It's um, I know you're a busy, busy guy. Happy to be here. It's my first webcast. Well, don't worry. It's my, it feels like my first one, too, that we started that intro. <laughs> so anyway, um, Rob, we're going to get right into it. And everyone that, that that listens and watches, we don't rehearse this very much. I mean, I give Rob. So here's what we're going to do. Here's some questions we're going to answer. Uh, I'm, I'm going to ask you to answer. Uh, but you know, just seeds is all they are. It's really just a conversation. And Rob, the best we can keep it real, you know, the better it goes. So I really appreciate it. Um, you know, one of the things that I'm sure everybody wants to know, um, they every firm had to do some things different. Right. And uh, and what's amazing to me is how well you guys have come out of the COVID stuff. And I wouldn't say we're all out of it completely. And we'll touch on that. But, you know, when when we're starting to see people locked down, we're starting to hear about quarantines. You know, you had to make some changes and some pivots. Right. Maybe beforehand or maybe right at the the time what would you say that those were uh did you see them coming um or did it catch you by surprise and i hate to put you on the spot there you know but i mean the very nature of the way it happened caught a lot of people by surprise what would you say that first thing that you had to do was well it certainly caught us by surprise i don't like most people i don't think we saw it coming at all um in at least not until right before it happened but the you know, even in 2019, we, we always have a number of um, projects in the works, you know, in technology. And that, you know, 2019 was the same. Um, you know, fortunately for us, we had already switched our phone system from a, uh, from a long time PBX system that we had to a hosted VoIP, um, which was huge for us once we moved into the pandemic. Um, but we had also been looking at... Um, switching, moving to uh, Office 365 and implementing Teams. At the time, the, the Teams implementation was really intended to provide some way to collaborate within the firm. You know, the messaging features, the ability to kind of have workspaces that, that different groups can work in is what we were looking for. But of course, you know, um, it, it turned out to be a lot more. I think the video thing initially, people looked at it like, what would you do that for? Uh, that's a little weird. But um, it, it ended up being a, um, you know, uh, uh, not only was it good for the firm uh, in the early days of the pandemic, but it, of course it became kind of a necessity in recent weeks because courts and everybody else are moving towards that. 
Oh man, you know, um, and, and, and truth be told, we helped Rob with their, their order migration. Uh, thanks for letting us do that. And so, but, um, so I got a little background information on this one, Rob, and, and I'm going to prod a little bit. It, it, at first, I don't think when we started talking, it was really teams that was the focus for you guys at all. It wasn't. It wasn't. And I think it was kind of a last minute decision um, to, to kind of bolt teams onto that. Um, yeah. That's an understatement. Uh, yeah, and, um, and and as as I'm sure you recall, um, we we had talked about and discussed the migration before COVID happened. Then COVID happens, and everybody's immediate response, I think, you know, across the country for law firms was to stop everything, which yeah. which we did, like everybody else, and make sure people are working. Um, but we soon revisited that um, and um, moved on with the migration. Um, largely because you know you you look and think i've got an aging email server on premises if something happens to that you're really in a pickle if that's not up and running and um so moving to, to office 365 kind of alleviated that took that concern away and then added some features that we didn't have yeah we uh, not to not to fast forward too far but you run an email and an on-premise exchange email platform did you hear about the big hack that happened like two weeks ago, the big vulnerability on exchange servers? We I did. Lawyers, so I'm not sure, but I know you're in, you're in charge of tech committee, so I think you would hear something about that. I did. Yeah. A lot so, of private businesses and you know, on-premise servers affected. It was so big that Microsoft updated versions that they haven't supported in years, actually. Um, but let's digress on that for a second. So it was interesting that um, that Teams was an afterthought in the beginning of our project together on of our time together. It was, you know, hey, let's get this email server out of here. We want to go off premise. It's time. You know, it's it's affordable. Um, but it was supposed to be email exchange, right? Off-premise email through Office Microsoft 365 and then Teams, right? Right. Kind of went the other way around almost. I mean, it was pandemic, then let's get Teams going right away for communication for your for your people. It, it was. And I think um, with I think it was your suggestion, Jim, that perhaps we implement that first, that um, <laughs> while we were working on some, some matters we had to work on to get the ready for the migration, um, why don't we implement Teams and um, get everybody working on that? So we actually did that. Um, you all got us set up and running with that. And you did some training for our firm virtually and, um, <laughs> and people started using it. You know, um, yeah, that was, that was, there was, there was a fun times. And anybody that knows anything about technology, would know that it, it can be done, but you're putting the cart before the horse by doing something like that before you do the email. If you're ultimately doing that email, it worked out. We did great. How did your How did your team receive that? How did they communicate together with it? How well was that adopted with Teams? Yeah, um, I think initially uh, there's still some hesitancy in using it. I think people were were more concerned at the time about making sure they could continue to practice law and do what yeah. they were doing. Um, but I do think that um, um, it, it quickly kind of turned into something that um, you, you not only realized you could use to talk to one another, but you could also, there would also be some utilization of that by courts or clients or, you know, any number of people that, 
it's if it wasn't a proficiency that you had then, I think it was pretty clear pretty early on that you were going to need to, you know, be able to, um, you know, carry on a video conference with someone. Kent, listen, I love lawyers. I've worked with them for 25 years, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of them. And, and maybe this is a slight stereotype, but attorneys don't like change like that too much. No, you know, it's it's hard to adopt. I, everybody had to go through Zoom or Teams or some other mechanism. And and if you hadn't, if attorneys or their staff had not had that experience before, we learned trial by fire. No, pardon the pun, right? You know, it was really trial by fire for a lot of people. No question. And ours was the same. You know, we had people that really didn't see a need for it who eventually developed a need for it. Um, <laughs> But, you know, and I, so it really kind of in the early days of Teams, maybe one of the first things we did after we got it set up and running is um, after we had left the office and most of the people were working remotely, we got a group of folks together and just had a, you know, a happy hour at the mm -hmm. end of the day um, and just talked about how weird things were, you know, and, and we, we did that. It ended up being kind of a regular thing that we did throughout. But, you know, in, in that's very uh, kind of a social way to do it. It's kind of a, you know, a way to kind of keep up the, you know, the feeling like you're in the office, but it also helped people who would never have used that otherwise to understand how it works and to learn how to use it. So actually those folks ended up being the ones that were probably best at it when, when the time came that you actually had to do business on it. Did you guys, I, and, and this is, this is a total surprise to you, but I remember talking about like a, uh, a virtual team scavenger hunt or something like that? Did that ever come to fruition? You know, when we introduced Teams, um, our marketing director, Krista Carter, assembled a, um, a kind of a scavenger hunt that required you to do various um, things in Teams, to post a link, to, you know, to respond, to create a message, to respond to a message, just a number of different tasks like that. And, um, to, to get people uh, familiar with teams and get them using it. And, and it was, it worked. We had pretty good engagement with that. And a lot of people um, poking around in teams that would have otherwise not done that. So um, it was a nice way to, to get people oriented to something that was still pretty um, unusual to them. So, uh, so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about today for a minute here and then let's leave teams for just a minute, if you don't mind. Are you guys all back in the office? How is that for your firm right now? I, I wouldn't say that everybody, no, not everybody is back in the office. Um, most people are. Um, the, you know, the the difference that I think we, we see now and that we'll see, uh, I think it's going to be permanent, is that uh, more people worked out of the office um, and worked out of the office kind of in real ways. You know, I think 2019 working from home meant, you know, printing out some stuff before you left the office in the evening, taking it home, marking it up and bringing it in the next day and giving it to somebody to, you know, to do whatever they do with next. Um, but the pandemic kind of forced people to really work from home to do all phases of what they have to do on a daily basis at home. So people got used to it. Um, there's some advantage to it. There's some disadvantage. So uh, I see people, um, you know, kind of using the working from home to um, um, to kind of stay home on a 
somewhat regular basis. So we have people coming in and out of the office more than, you know, we used to definitely. I think that'll continue. We have some assistants that are, have, you know, have worked remotely very successfully. And I would suspect that that might stay permanent. Can you see it as a competitive advantage moving forward for like the next generation of attorneys? Absolutely. I, I mean, I, I just, I think it, um, everybody was doing it. Everybody, you know, again, realized the, the advantages of it. Um, but um, you know, it's, I think it's just not only um, something that people enjoy doing, at least from time to time, it's probably going to be expected. You know, uh, attorneys jobs and their, and their staff, it's, it's a really stressful, it's, it can be really stressful and have that ability to, to relax in an environment that's called home, right? Maybe your home office or something like that. Don't get me wrong, all homes have stresses in and of themselves too and distractions, but that uh, it's gotta be, um, it's gotta be kind of nice to know that I have that, that space that feels comfortable to work from sometimes, right? And I have the ability to do that now. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm telling you, I have firms that are looking at their office sizes and saying, whoa, this is a lot of, uh, a lot of square footage, you know? Um, I have firms that are doing the kind of AB plans, right? You know, so this group comes in this week on, on, the, you know, they can come to the office on an A week and then the other group comes in on a B week. When you start looking at that, you start consolidating, saying we can consolidate our space. You know, I'm not asking you guys if you're, if you're considering, if you want to comment on it, you're welcome to. Um, we, we don't have any space plans now, except I, I think that what, what I've heard over, you know, the, what I've heard various people say over this recent past year is that um, in a lot of ways, so we have an acre of space probably on one floor in Cincinnati. And yeah. on the one hand, that's kind of built in social distancing, you know? So from that perspective, it was nice. We didn't have to worry about, you know, um, alternating people in and out of the office because everybody had plenty of room. On the other hand, that's just a lot of room. And if, you know, if you're going to be outside of your office one day a week or two days a week, even less reason to have, you know, a, a big office. So I think all that's going to change. You know, I think for our firm, that's something that's um, further down the road. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and with the larger firms, it's harder. You know, the smaller firms, it's a little bit, they're a little bit more mobile, uh, nimble in that regard. Yeah. So, okay, so when you were going through all this COVID stuff, now let's go backwards a little bit. You're going through this COVID stuff. You had an incredible challenge that, that was probably a bit of a surprise, right? Um, or at least the, the fact that you had the challenge was a surprise. I mean, you had a staff turnover in your tech, in your tech group, right? We did. And here you are implementing all these things to make remote and so on and so forth. What, were, what was one of the, you were talking about, uh, I managed cloud was one of them, right? We, we knew about that. Um, but you did that with with a staff change. We did. So one of the things that that um, uh, worked out well for us last year, I think, was um, we had an IT staff that was incredibly flexible. Um, uh, Rich McLean, our IT director, has been here for 30 years. Um, and he is. He knows, you know, he not only so he not only knows the systems and knows kind of how things break and where to, how to fix them. Um, he also knows people. So if in, in terms of deploying people outside of the office at the beginning of this, 
I mean, he knew right away just who was going to adapt to that, who was going to need access to this resource or that resource. So there's not a lot of going around fact finding, trying to figure out what you need. Wait so, a minute. You know, and, and, and I've done a, a, a good handful of these interviews, more than that. Right. And nobody that's ever talked about their IT staff has ever talked about the soft skills of the IT staff. That's a soft skill, understanding your client, if you will. Right. You're saying, Rich, and I'm going to paraphrase. I'm going to what, what do they call that man, man. Uh, oh, mansplain it. Right. You know, one man to another. Um, and so Rich basically knew, OK, this person's got to do this technology over. They're going to have a hard time. I'm going to have to handhold them. You know, versus oh, this person over here, they got it. No worries. He really got that is what you're saying. No question about it. And it really was invaluable at the beginning of the pandemic. Um, it was it was invaluable during the migration to Office 365. You know, Outlook is a very kind of uh, that's for all the people in the office who may not fully adapt to and use you know, iManage or whatever systems you're providing, everybody uses Outlook. Mm-hmm. Everybody kind of customizes it in one way or another. And Rich just knew the people knew knew the customizations, was able to kind of get those uh, rolling and knew where problems would be before, you know, they, they happened. Um, so, you know, that was invaluable at the beginning of the pandemic. We, we did have um, a member of the staff leave in the middle, but we brought in Dave Bowling in the middle of the year. Um, and Dave has 15 years in the legal, you know, IT space. Um, a lot of the same applications. So he brings a lot of the same knowledge, but also um, they've used, in other firms he's been with, they've used the applications differently. So he brought that perspective. Um, he was suggesting things, you know, that we might want to try that we had not considered before. Um, so really that worked out perfectly for kind of the middle part of the pandemic. The first part was making sure everybody's got what they need to work. The middle part was, okay, how do you, how do you kind of fine tune that and make it better um, and smoother? And then because there wasn't enough anxiety and excitement last year, we decided at the end of the year to migrate to iManage Cloud. And and at that point in time, having two people that with familiarity with iManage and understanding of how it works in the back end of it was, um, it, it wouldn't have happened had it not been for that. So, so we did in the middle of the pandemic with the turnover and staff, um, did an Office 365 migration and then moved our entire database of probably 8 million documents to the cloud. Gosh, it just and it worked well. You, you know what? Um, and and so this is where I think our our story today is important, right? Are you I, I, now we're hopefully coming toward to the end of COVID, right? At least things are accl- we're acclimated. Things are starting to get a little bit back to normal. Um, I don't know if they'll ever get a hundred percent there. But now you've got all this great technology that that you saw, right? The voice over IP, your Microsoft 365 teams, even conference rooms, right? You've changed your conference rooms a little bit, right? Yes. Um, and and I manage cloud, right? What is the is that going to make you guys more efficient as you move forward? Uh, I don't I don't think there's any question about it. It makes us more efficient. Um, inside and outside of the office, you know, some of the features that are available in iManage in the cloud are things that, um, frankly, would have taken us a while to get to. Um, just 
just, you know, that that's becoming such a behemoth, you know, that software, that platform that it's almost impossible to run on premise. I think it requires probably eight servers now. Um, so um, where our email moved because it was, um, that's kind of just a, a service that's very easily done in the cloud. I manage one up because it's just almost impossible without a lot of help and IT support to do it here on premise. So all of those changes, I think, make it um, make give us better access and quicker access to new features um, and uh, also enable people to work a lot more easily when they're outside the office. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, Ron, real quick, to tell people a little bit about Strauss Troy, if you don't mind. Well, um, we're that's, that's that kind of like that. What's your five year goal? Quite, you know, in, in an interview. Right. Tell me a little bit about the firm. Well, I'm not a, I'm not big on elevator speeches or yeah, statements, yeah. but, um, um, you know, we're a firm of 50 something lawyers in two offices, uh, our main offices in Cincinnati. Um, we have an office in Covington as well. Um, and the firm does about anything a big firm does. Um, we just don't frankly charge as much for that. Yeah. Uh, I think you can see, you know, that we, um, you know, we have uh, a very, um, sophisticated practice in real estate, um, litigation, domestic relations. We do some criminal work, um, a lot of corporate transactional work, and um, uh, you know are involved in matters and litigation throughout the throughout the country. So there's really nothing that the firm can't do and doesn't. I misspelled the firm name. Sorry, man. You know, I put that. I forgot to put the uh, the um, Oh, gosh, I put the final touches on our captions for the show and I got the firm name here to see if I fixed it. I'll be embarrassed if I did not. There we go. Is that right? I, I can't, I'm not wearing my glasses. Go figure. Right. So, well, Rob, I got to tell you, it's been great working with you. It's been great uh, knowing you. You're, you're always a uh, it's always a good time when I actually talk to you, it, it, even, you know, even in hiccups. Right. You handle things so well. Um, what about your area specifically in practice? I mean, what have you been doing? for Strasbourg all these years? It's all litigation. And I've been, I joined the firm in January of 14. Um, and we do litigation, mostly insurance policyholder litigation, whether the policyholder is a person or a company. Um, and our practices across the United States. Yeah, fantastic, man, fantastic. Got a great group of people there. I, I, I know so many of them, it's kind of funny. Um, I forget who it was. Um, she, she actually, her and her husband both ended up going to this, they were, they went to the small college that my 19 year old son is going to, to this day up in Midland, Michigan. So, um, yeah. Who was that? Lynn. Was yep. it? Yeah. 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 So, um, fantastic. Well, listen, Rob, we're going to end it. I want to plug the show here. So this is no law firm left behind. And again, I'm Jim Gast. If you're not a member of the LinkedIn group, um, it, it, it is the link for it is up there. But if you can't remember this, do me a favor, just take your phone out, take a quick snapshot on it. You know, don't try to, don't try to, you know, write it down, just snapshot. It's so much faster than, uh, than writing it down. But, uh, Rob, I think you're a member of the group or I'm, I'm pretty sure you are. Um, if you have any questions, these, this, um, this stream will actually be on replay in our LinkedIn group. Plus, you can find it on YouTube. It'll be on Facebook. Harder to find on Facebook. Um, but if you're if you're busy, Rob, you caught the podcast you said of uh, of one a few a few weeks ago, right? I did. 
Yeah. So uh, you can find it on Pandora, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Uh, which one am I forgetting? Um, and Rob, you used an app I've never heard of before for podcasts and you found it on there. Overcast. Yes. Overcast. Yeah. Yeah. So it's a little bit more distributed than I thought it was. So just search No Law from Left Behind on LinkedIn or on your podcast app and give a listen to the show. It'll be posted up later on today. Rob, I really appreciate you joining us. I, I just can't thank you enough. Happy to do it. Nice talking great, to you. Great job with the firm, my friend. All right, everyone. Take care. We appreciate you watching and listening. Take care.